your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli, with another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's show, we are going to be discussing the Colorado Avalanche 4-3 to victory over the St. Louis Blues. A little bit closer than we really wanted. Avalanche kind of took control in the second and St. Louis really made them hang on to that lead uh, at the end of it. So we are going to talk about that. Philip Grubauer is going to be out for a little while uh, because of COVID, uh, positive COVID test. And Jonas Donskoy did not participate in yesterday's game because of, uh, compl- not complications, I shouldn't say that. It was... I guess not feeling well. A lot of people don't feel well after getting a vaccine and he is in that was in that ballpark. So he did not play. So lots to cover, but before we do that, first things first, follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore avalanche on Twitter, lockdown avalanche on Instagram search for, or excuse me, send any questions, comments, concerns, opinions to lockdown avalanche at gmail.com. So, yeah, the Avalanche with a 4-3 to three victory in the end. It's all that matters is they, they got a win. It was a, it was a fight at the end. And, it, I mean, did that not have a playoff-like atmosphere to it, uh, especially towards the end? But the Avs hang on. And Devin Dubnik gets his uh, first win as an Avalanche. His first game as an Avalanche looked good at times, uh, looked hurt on, on other times. I, I'm really interested but cautious that we might hear something after the fact, maybe tomorrow or something, that he pulled something. Is he going to be out for a little while? I don't know. I don't know for sure. Like He finished the game. But there were just times where he wasn't really moving all that well. <clears throat> and he's he's a big guy. He's like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, and did it not seem like every single shot was hitting him up around the neck? So for a guy to be that tall, and I know you're doing you know the butterfly technique where you're dropping down to your legs most of the time, but maybe the blues have something on him. I don't know, but... Uh, it seemed like every shot was just going up towards his head and he was doing like the shoulder save. It was just, wasn't pretty, but he got the job done. He did what he's, he, he was acquired for. And with Philip Grubauer going to be out at least two weeks, uh, this is what we need him to do. We need him to, to go in there and, and man the ship for a little while. Um, <clears throat> and I think, He's capable of doing that. I think that's exactly why the Avalanche got him. But the Avs' first period was very pedestrian. I think they were just getting their legs. Um, how many shots did they have on goal? It wasn't wasn't, wasn't their normal fast-paced game. Um, they did have 10 shots on goal in the first compared to St. Louis's second. And I think, you know, just <clears throat> in playing their game, 
not really playing outside of their game. Just, you know, you're on opponent's ice, just getting a feel of everything, and they ended up scoring. Pierre-Edouard Belmar gets his sixth of the season, and O'Brien and Comfer with uh, assist there. And, I mean, the, the bottom six for this team played a very well game a, a, a very well played game so when you have your bottom six playing the way that they did uh you can always rely on the you know the top line to do what they have to do second line didn't really do a heck of a lot um i think looking at let's see so burkowski had nothing Kadri had nothing and i think soderberg was on that second line today and he didn't have anything so the second line didn't produce anything so, uh, you know, but that's going to happen. And when you have lines that just, you know, can't put something together for whatever reason, maybe it was because Soderberg was on that line <clears throat> and they're not, you know, that might take some time to get some cohesiveness there. But the other line stepped up. I mean, Tyson Jost with an absolutely beautiful play where he, I mean, it wasn't 200 feet, but he, you know, he skated around behind the net and that's the where he found Brandon Saad kind of cutting to the net uh that was all Tyson Jost that was really really nice um and then you just go down the line JT Comfort a goal and an assist Liam O'Brien with two assists Pierre Edward Edward Belmar with the goal um they were just it's one of those games where the opposing team can't take a shift off even though the second unit couldn't do anything you can't just say like well they haven't scored to this point they're not capable of doing it of course they are so uh but things got interesting in the in the third and uh mike hoffman with two goals in the third for st louis and st louis just kept the pressure on and you just kept waiting for colorado to uh say like okay we we got to retake control of this game and they tried like hell but they just couldn't do it uh shots on goal in the third 15 to 4 for st louis and it showed i mean they were peppering dubnik left and right and that's where you you kind of have to say like okay like he gave up some goals there was one goal he gave up that was wasn't a it was almost a fluky goal it's kind of like from behind him that kind of uh, who who was it? Let me see their goalie, their summary here. Um, it must be Hoffman one. Yeah, I think the first Hoffman one in the third where it kind of like rolled up on his shoulder from behind him, and it was just a freakish one. So um, it's gonna happen. But overall, they they find they they did what they had to do to win and it was scary it was really scary because if that game had gone another two minutes uh you you have to think st louis could have tied it because they were everywhere and uh the that last rush well first of all tyson jost while you know he had that very nice assist to sod then turns around and does something like a uh, delay of game with a few minutes left in the game that gave Hoffman his that second goal and then pulled them within one and you still have three minutes to go so then then they pulled the a goalie and that whole crew that was out there for the avalanche and it was your top line um, when St. Louis pulled their goalie 
it it was Rantanen, it was uh, Makar, it was McKinnon, it was all those guys. They were out there for the duration of that. They were out there for about two and a half minutes before uh, they could clear the puck. And at that time, there was about 30 seconds left in the game. But man, St. Louis was swarming. And you just were praying that they could get uh, a line change to get some fresh legs out there because they were dog-tired. And like I said, if there was a couple minutes left in the game, St. Louis, in all likelihood, would have tied this thing up. And that game kind of went the way that you would expect it to go in terms of play. Colorado, you know, number one in the division, number one in the league. So you expect them to play a solid game. Uh, And then St. Louis is fighting to hang on to that fourth playoff spot. So they're going to come out and play their absolute best game. And uh, you'll, you'll see it next week. Next week could be a primer for the first round of the playoffs because uh, th- this could be it. This, The game that you just watched and that flurry at the end, uh, you could get that for a full series because the way things stand right now, this is the matchup you're getting between Colorado and St. Louis. And next week will kind of be like a playoff series. They're playing three times next week. Uh, so get ready. Strap in because St. Louis is going to throw everything they have at you. St. Louis is a good team. They just have not been playing well. They've had some injuries. Um, goalie play has not been the best. But, you know, those guys know how to win. They, they've they done it before. So, you know, being in a, a playoff scenario is not going to scare them. You know, they're they going to welcome the challenge. And the Avs need to be ready for it. The Avs need to be ready for anybody that they play with because people are going to be gunning for them. Uh, it's going to be a challenge for whoever plays them. But... You know, this this is professional sports. Teams are not going to back down just because you have a, a one attached to your team name. So it was an entertaining game, though. I have to say that. And again, the Avalanche found a way to win a game in a different style. Like they had a lead. They let the team come back and then they had to hang on. You don't like to watch that as a fan because it makes your heart beat. And makes your palms sweat, makes your head sweat, but you come out on top. Uh, But that's what builds character in a team. And that's what a team needs to go through so they can, uh, you know, they need to cross those bridges now so they can face them in the playoffs. Uh, So it's, yeah, I mean, it it, it was a good fun. It was a good fought game. Uh, And it's one of those games where that you are happy to uh, escape with, with two points. So, overall good game. Um, We'll get into the specifics of it and stats and who played well and who maybe needs to step step up a little bit more. But we are going to hear from... We have a brand new sponsor for you guys today. And uh, this episode is brought to you by 1010. It's a capsule collection of diamond rings that are responsibly sourced limited edition designs at fair price points 1010 is an exclusive collection of 10 creative styles of diamonds uh, designed by 10 of the most distinctive designers working today ring sure to bring joy into anybody's life using only diamonds responsibly sourced from botswana 10 female designers masters have uh, each produced a uniquely beautiful ring ideal for engagement days mother's day or simply 
a beautiful conversation piece. They are the perfect way to bring light into her life. They're available now through Mother's Day only at BlueNile.com. Just search for the words 10 by 10. This collection features high-quality fine jewelry that will surprise and delight and fairly priced. So you can give her something special and truly meaningful. If you're on the hunt for the perfect unique ring, she'll treasure it forever. You're definitely going to want to check this out. They won't be around for long. So find them now by searching the words 10 by 10 only at BlueNile.com. So with the win, Avalanche moved to 39 and 4, first team in the league to 30 wins. 64 points on the season. I don't know because as I'm recording this, the Vegas Golden Knights and LA Kings are playing. However, the King, or excuse me, the Knights are already up two to nothing in the first. So, <clears throat> uh, unless that turns around, Vegas will bump themselves up to 60 and remain four points behind. But who knows? Anything is possible. Uh, maybe the time you're listening to this, the Kings scored five in the second. Who knows? Uh, but if not, Vegas kind of keeps uh, up with Colorado. Um, and they have a couple games against each other pretty soon. So those will be be big games. But for this one, uh, as like I said, get past St. Louis. So <clears throat> who played well? Who struggled? Uh, what work needs to be done? Well, right off the bat, face-offs. Uh, that just is glaring when you look at the, the team stats. 66%. To 34% as far as faceoff wins, obviously in favor of St. Louis. And that show that's one of those stats that that just shows on the ice. Faceoffs go either way. Most of the time it's they're they're close to being split. <clears throat> but when you have something that's that far off, uh, you notice it in the game. And and when it's that wide of a discrepancy, uh, it matters in the game because towards the end, you know, if, if the blues are winning faceoffs all game long, uh, they're going to win them when they count, which is right at the end of the game when they are pressing and you just, it's one of those things where you you're kind of saying to yourself, if the Avs can just win the face off, get a clear, get <clears throat> uh, fresh legs on the ice, uh, and, and just, you know, have a, a normalcy to their game, but it just didn't happen. And when the Blues were winning all these faceoffs, they're keeping control of possession of the puck in their own zone. And the Avs struggled. There was some long shifts by some guys. Um, Defensive-wise, I thought they played a pretty good game. Some really just... Oof, uh, Andre Burkowski did not have a good game. <clears throat> he didn't show up on the stat sheet, obviously, and you know he didn't have anything to show for on the stat sheet. But he, he made some... Bad, bad turnovers in the Avs defensive zone that luckily did not lead to goals for the Blues. But he he just had an off game. Um, Soderberg, I didn't think Soderberg did anything extraordinary, but wasn't really expecting him to. Kind of just getting back into the flow, just getting traded. Although he is familiar with the team, and you know he hasn't been here for a few years. So, uh, but I have no issues him long term he's gonna be great for this team guys that played well Miko Rantanen again played a an excellent game Nathan McKinnon continued his point streak uh, which is the tops in the league right now second overall I think he's up to 11 games so he had an assist there um, I thought he 
you know, did Nathan McKinnon things. Uh, JT Comfort had a, had a good game. The goal was kind of like a, a gift goal. It was kind of like right there for him to poke in, but he did it. Um, added an assist. Uh, defensive end, I thought Connor Timmons played a good game. Didn't get a ton of ice time, <clears throat> but I thought he played uh, relatively well. And your big four uh, sucked up most of the minutes here between Taves, McCarr, Graves, and Gerard. Um, man, I really hope that Seattle doesn't take a defender. And when I say that, I mean Ryan Graves, because I think he's going to be the odd man out here. Um, I really hope they don't take him because him and McCarr on the same pairing just works well. Graves plays better when he's working with McCarr. I don't think Graves had uh, overall a great game. I thought he, I thought he played his game um, and he doesn't, like he, he, he's not the type of guy that just to take over and he doesn't need to, and they don't need him to. So, but playing on the line with McCarr, there's such a huge difference in that pairing, uh, when he is paired up with anybody else. So, um, defensively, I thought they did okay. Uh, a couple breakdowns every once in a while. Uh, but if it wasn't for that second period, we might be talking differently. So the Avs leaned again on a second period where it saw them score three goals. And then they kind of just ride it out into the third. Um, but we've been, we haven't been seeing lately when a team scores that goal that gives them that glimpse of hope. Uh, the Avalanche have done a really good job to return the favor and return the goal and get it back. And it hasn't really happened over the past couple weeks. So, and that, that, you love to see when it does happen because that is such a dagger for the other team. Um, and but the Avalanche had some some opportunities, power plays, uh, one for three in the power play. Uh, the one that they did score on looked really good. The two that they didn't didn't look so good. Uh, they did give up two out of four power plays. <clears throat> so this was just one of those games that was back and forth. You can find things that the Avalanche did well, and you can find things that they were that you just felt like, what's going on? Uh, giving up two goals in the power play, the face-offs definitely. They got outshot, which if you watched the game, shouldn't be a surprise because the Blues just did not stop once they got going. The first period was just off. I felt for both teams. Uh, second period was owned by Colorado. Third period was owned by St. Louis. Uh, if there was a fourth period in this game, I don't know where it would have went, but it was trending towards St. Louis, and luckily, and you hate to say this, time ran out because the Avalanche were barely hanging on. Uh, and and I think everybody's going to look at how did Devin Dubnik do. And like I said, I think he did <clears throat> well, 31 out of 34, uh, 9-1-2 save percentage, and he had some good saves. Had some really good saves. He was moving laterally pretty well. Um, and, you know, he had a goal that kind of freakishly went in that was behind him. And uh, overall, for a debut for him, uh, I, I know there's going to be some fans out there that are just going to be crossing their arms saying, like, I don't care. <laughs> but he's playing for us. So you you got to be happy that he got the avalanche a win. Now, the issue here is... We might need to rely on him for the next couple weeks. Him and 
Jonas Johansson. And we will talk about that after we hear from the people over at rockauto.com. It is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and it's remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in the How Did You Hear About Us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. Also brought to you by betonline.ag. It's the fastest and easiest way to bet in all your sports action. Football might be over. College basketball might be over. But the NBA, NHL, Major League Baseball, it's all in full swing. BetOnline even covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything that you can imagine Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. The best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. You can do so at the website or use your mobile device. And when you sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code locked on. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. So we heard earlier in the day that the morning skate was canceled yet again because of another positive COVID test for the avalanche. And just like last time, uh, we got word that the morning skate was canceled. And then a few hours later, we found out it was Bowen Byram. And this time, morning skate was canceled. A few hours later, we find out it's Philip Grubauer. And in that time frame, I think everybody is trying to... It's almost like you could go to betonline.ag and place your bets on who you think it is. And I don't think many people were thinking Grubauer or if they were, I think maybe they're thinking, I hope it's not Grubauer. And then it turns out to be him. So the avalanche are going to be without Philip Grubauer for uh, two weeks. <clears throat> and it was also reported. I think Adrian data reported it, that all the avalanche got their COVID shots, all their uh, vaccine shots. So, which turned out to be, Detrimental to Jonas Donskoy, which is why he did not play yesterday because he felt the after effects of getting the vaccine. But for one way or another, Philip Grubauer tested positive. So he his he had a nice little mini vacation going for him with back-to-back games played by Jonas Donskoy. So he had a nice break, and now he's going to get two weeks added on to it. So... I guess if you're looking for the silver lining in things, he's going to be very well rested kind of at the right time for the avalanche. He's going to, so if he, it was like four or five o'clock when he, it was announced anyway. So two weeks from yesterday will bring us to the middle of the week in April, the week of the 26th. So at the 28th of April, he'll come back. So that gives him another, I think like, maybe week and a half. <clears throat> I don't know the date of the Avs last game. I don't have the, the schedule in front of me, but it'll give him another handful of games to get back into uh, game shape. 
and see some live action before the playoffs. I think that's kind of what the avalanche would be okay with. Uh, so he gets a little bit of extended break, not the way that he wanted to do it, but <clears throat> that's what he's got. And in the meantime, did this set up? I mean, everything Joe Sackick does just seems to be the Midas touch because he acquires Dubnik, which he, you know, they were going to acquire a goalie anyway. But if this had happened a month ago, say in, in mid-March, uh, everybody in Avalanche Lane would be hitting the panic button. And now then teams would have the upper hand on you because they know that you need a goalie. And the asking price for whatever you want just went up a little bit, maybe in the form of an extra pick because <clears throat> they know you're desperate. But he got these deals done before this was even announced. And you have... Now, and this is kind of why they went after two goalies. Because look what happened last year. You got down to your third goalie in the playoffs. So anything is possible, including your A1 goalie getting COVID. <clears throat> now you have not one, but two goalies. Uh, one who has a, a good history and is up for any challenge. And one who's a young guy but has been performing well as of late. So it's just the avalanche, even when things are going wrong, they're going right. And in this aspect, it's Grubauer is going to be sidelined. And the two guys that you just acquired, you know, one in Johansson, who seems to be getting settled in and every game, he's playing a little bit better. And then Devin Dubnik, who we all know and don't love, but we have to because he's playing for us right now and we're going to need him for the next couple months. We're going to need both of these guys or weeks. We need both of these guys for the next couple weeks. So I think they can hold the fort down. This team has enough offensive firepower where they're not going to ask them to pitch a shutout every single night. So I think the avalanche are in a good spot. Uh, and and they're they're not they're not going to change their game at all, so things will be okay. I have the most confidence in in any team. And Joe Sackick said it: <clears throat> our time is now. You know, we're not going to just ride with the players that we had, and let's just hope we go after a cup. He's saying no, we are going after that cup, and we're doing it this year. I don't care if it's a you know, a weird season, a shortened season, the divisions the way that they are. Um, we're going for it. And this is a deep team, and this is a good team. And even without all the pieces that they had uh, last night against a, a, a good St. Louis team, maybe not playing the best, but uh, they still found a way to win. That's what you want. So that'll do it. For today, everybody, Avs with the uh, victory. So a day off, and then they are back at it on Friday for the first of two games against the Los Angeles Kings. So we'll be back tomorrow, and also the locker room uh, will be recorded tomorrow night as well. So if you have an iOS device, download the locker room app. I'm telling you that was a ton of fun last week, so... Uh, join in on the conversation. That will be, uh, well, if you're listening to this on Thursday, it'll be tonight, uh, 9.30 Eastern, 7.30 Mountain. 
definitely go get it because it was a lot of fun. So that will be it for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Always appreciated. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay safe. Here's Joby. Go, Abs, go.